Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to the second part of this incredible episode of Queer I Am, the podcast, live and unscripted. The conversation continues and we also have an audience Q&A. I hope you enjoy. So whatever you're up to, this is your time to settle down, relax and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Queer I Am. Is everyone having a nice time? Enjoying the conversation? Yay! <laughs> Amazing. So, we are now going to start with an audience Q&A. Um, so again, thank you to all my guests for all their openness and the conversation. I really, really enjoyed that chat. I thought it was great. So thank you all very, very much. But does anyone have any questions they would like to ask our panel members or me? David, question? Do we have a... We have a sp- yeah. um, oh, hang on. Let me come with the mic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, if it's a fascinating conversation and, and super uh, helpful. I think from, from my perspective, it's, it's really interesting the role that like labels play in the conversation when it comes to empowerment and also kind of distance and setting boundaries. And I'm interested in how you see the kind of evolution of sex education and conversations about fluidity and actually if labels are going to become more prominent for, you know, the search terms that you use on OnlyFans and to find what you're looking for, or actually if we're going to reach a place where labels become more of a barrier and we can kind of enter into a post-label place. Post-label. Great question. Who wants to take that? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I guess I'll answer that first. Um, I think labels, well, for me personally, have a really important part to play. I like owning that I'm trans and gay and queer, and that feels very affirming to me. But I understand their limitations, right? Like, they're not going to fit everyone. And um, so I think there's, there's, there's nuance to be had there. And maybe, I don't know, as language evolves, there might be new labels that come up. Like, you know, the term non-binary, as far as I can remember, like 15 years ago, wasn't really 
much, well, was, wasn't really around much. Um, so I think maybe as things evolve, we might have new language, and that's really exciting um, to be a, to be a part of. Yeah, I think there, there's uh, my my point is that there's like points where it's amazing, and I feel very affirmed. But there's also yeah limits that that labels can have. Anyone else want to add to that? Um, I think um, I don't know how how this is sounds. I'm, I just I would like to live in a world where we don't need to be label label labeling everything. We can just exist because straight people doesn't label themselves. But we are in a community. We need to be all the time labeling us. So why we cannot just be ourselves without be to put in an exactly label, you know, and I don't mean we are not allowed, you know, it's, I think now it's needed, but it would be much freer if, if we just exist and, and we don't need to be, oh, we are this or that. No, we are just person. We are people. We, we need to be as well because straight people are just straight people. And, and that's it. They don't explain more themselves, but yeah, absolutely. you know what, you know what yeah, I mean? It's like liberation and freedom for the yeah. future, I guess. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I um, I agree. It would be lovely to live in a world where we don't have to use labels. I personally find, like you, I find my labels quite affirming for me. Um, but, you know, straight people don't label themselves, but you have never seen a straight person label themselves as quick as when they are um, threatened by a gay person. Because <laughs> if they think, I mean, you know, if you... Gay man, uh, straight man walks into um, a place where there are gay people, and suddenly they've, you know, those old ignorant beliefs are sort of there systematically within them. They'll go, oh, "I'm straight, I'm straight," and it's almost like a panic response. So I, I think, in a way, language is really, really powerful. Um, and I think while it's lovely to to want for a world where we don't have to label ourselves, um, I also think it's important to realise that language is quite powerful, um, and um, certainly for me. And uh, I think that, yeah, perhaps soon we will have new language to, de- to describe things, and that would be Isn't nice. Isn't there a sense as well of, um, and I definitely feel this, owning that and feeling proud? Because I think, again, when we are younger, we're told taught shame or taught to hide or filter who we are so actually to say i'm an out and proud queer person you know or trans person or a gay person there is something i think there's a power in that and owning it i completely agree with you that actually you know we shouldn't have to constantly come out and we shouldn't have to constantly have to affirm who we are to make other people comfortable but actually if there's something within ourselves that we can own who we are and that's a sense of pride i think there's i agree there's there's power in that as well and i've definitely felt that as i've got older i think that's a something that i've definitely noticed the change within myself i guess i think the label thing is interesting so being gay is part of my identity i I think is that working Hopefully. There we go. Um, I think uh, the labels thing is interesting because, you know, being gay is important to me. It's part of my identity. Um, I, I, I am positive about other people's labels and that kind of stuff. The bit that worries me is when other people interpret those labels and put baggage on those going forward. And not just about your sex or gender, but your relationship status. So we have a really infuriating phenomenon at work where a quarter of a million black women use sexual health services every year and either don't get offered a HIV test 
or turn one down. And that's, uh, after gay men, the most likely group to be living with undiagnosed HIV and really important for that to happen. If they're not being offered a HIV test, they're not being talked to about PrEP or other affirming ways they could be charged of their sexual health. And that's often because the person on the other side of the table, the healthcare professional, is assuming stuff. Oh, you're married, and therefore you must be monogamous, and therefore you must be not at risk. And this word risk that appears so constantly. And, and so people ascribe stuff to the labels that... Um, for us are affirming, but for other people become barriers. And actually, we need the people to see you in that moment as just a human and treat you like uh, that happens. So, you know, uh, as a gay man, we're least likely to be diagnosed late with HIV because if we would turn up and have any kind of um, uh, um, issue where you're unwell, quite frankly, you get a HIV test really, really early but we had an instance of a healthcare professional in Wales who died of HIV. She'd been ill for 18 months and she was only tested two days before she died. It was the the last test that she had was to find out that she uh, was living with undiagnosed HIV. Had she been a gay man, she'd have been tested before. And the only thing would be different about what people assume about being a gay man. And she had all of the same signs. If you you take out the the labels people ascribe to her, she was a, a textbook, almost 1980s, case but because she was a woman it just was not seen in her at all so we've just got to you know affirm your labels and be proud of who you are but then when you're thinking about other people's labels just see them as a human with compassion respect and love absolutely yeah i i would like to add about the labels that you know when we are young and we're in the high school and we get called from some kind of specific Things, for example, for me, I was the fagot. You know, I remember being the fagot. And in Spain, it's really typical to use fagot between us, you know. But when I, came, when, I, when I first met you, I remember you were very, oh, no, you cannot say that word. And it's like, well, but I've been told that I'm that. Why I cannot own that word for myself? Why I need to be hiding and say, oh, no, no, no. Like, I am not going to say, yes, if I'm a fagot, what? Fagot me, fagot you, and what? You, 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 you know what I mean, but of course, you cannot say, I mean, there is, there is boundaries, you know, not everyone can say it, but if I'm allowed you to say it, then you can say it. So, you know, if you feel triggered by something, own it. And if you're not, you, can, you are totally agree to not do it, but, you know, fuck but, them. But fuck respect, them. isn't it? Yeah, fuck them and, and own that, you know, and, and you don't need to be feeling guilty for that. If I'm a faggot, yes, and what? What are you? You're a piece of shit. You, you know what I mean? What, what are you? I can be a faggot, but I'm, I can be more successful than you, you know? Yeah. You're a wanka, so... <laughs> you're leaving me, I can label you, so... Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Own that. Yes. Any other questions? David? Um, so um, there's been so much that you guys have all talked about this evening that I can um, connect with, but particularly what Billy said about um, when you recognised your sexuality and you came out, and that for you was at 27, I think you said. For me, it was a lot later. I knew I was gay, but I hadn't actually come out. So to explore and experience different sexes and different sexualities was a big part of me um, owning my sexuality. Um, But as I get older, I find that, um, you know, as you get older, you sort of disappear from everyone's gaze and you just fall into the background. And it's becoming even more difficult 
are not difficult, but I'm having to um, put myself out there to find my sexualities, my sexes, the things that I, I desire. And it's really peculiar because when, I, when I've got to this great age that I am, I thought I would, you know, just be in my slippers and watching TV. But actually, I'm as sexually active as I was in my 20s or 30s. And that's incredible to me, um, to be living that experience. Um, so I just wondered what um, your thoughts were on getting older and, and how you see your sexual desires and sex life, you know, forming over the coming years. Because it's a real issue. Well, not an issue, but it's, it's just an interesting concept. I mean, I mean, I love that as well. I absolutely love that. I think for me... Um Looking at the the timeline of my life and the ability to name my my desires up until I want to say twenty seven to thirty was pretty bloody poor. So if anything, I'm looking forward to getting older and exploring more things and knowing more about myself because I don't know about the rest of you, but when I hit thirty, I didn't know what I did did want, but I knew what I didn't want. Um, so I think you've got to sort of. Um, I'm very grateful to be able to, to to get older and express myself um sexuality wise. I don't I don't feel like I will be less desirable when I get older. I think um you know as Prince says I don't think a time that way. Um because it's it's an amazing thing that the media have managed to spin as a money making system the thing that getting older is bad and you should buy all these things to stop that immediately or you won't be desirable anymore and as soon as you can see through that as complete bullshit and um, just kind of own your own experience and not buy into the fact that you know you shouldn't have any wrinkles or you should be you should be this or you should be that and you should you know be sexual but don't tell us about it you know that sort of thing I think yeah getting older and exploring sexuality is, is a privilege that I'm really looking forward to I think you get more comfortable in your own skin as you get older mm. anyway. I and I'm 39 this year, but I definitely feel so much more secure in myself than I did say 10 years ago and as a result sexually freer. So hopefully that continues. Part of me thinks I don't know if I'm 70 or something still wanting lots of sex, will that be a bit exhausting? But then I guess the other side of it is well Maybe I'll have a lovely time. So who knows? It's a privilege to get to any age and still enjoy desire and enjoy a sense of fulfillment in yourself. I don't think it's ever too late for that, really, is it? You know, unless you're my parents. Um, um, <laughs> I should say parent now, shouldn't I? Any other questions? Oh, we've got next. Um, so my questions are about porn. I really liked what you were saying, Harry, earlier about this idea that technically there's, like, everything is meant to be out there, right? But what I found is that it's really not. So my question is, if you had as much money as you need, it's all ethical, it's all consensual, what porn would you make? <laughs> question. Oh. <laughs> the question. Let's get dirty. <laughs> I will tell you after this show. <laughs> <laughs> That is my full answer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else want to answer that question? <laughs> no? Okay. Next question. Thank you for the question, though. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Nick, you have a question? So I have a... Two questions. Um, the first one is for the Terence Higgins. Sorry, I forgot your name. Richard. Richard. Lovely to meet you, Richard. Um, so basically, um, a few years ago, I had an experience with the NHS because when they were like really pushing prep, um, and I didn't feel like it was right for me. Um, but I was made to feel very shamed and guilty for not wanting to do it, uh, to t- start taking prep. Um, I, I don't have very high-risk sex or very... Um, casual relationships so I never I didn't feel like I should be taking something that doesn't necessarily need to be for me um so what is like the view on that at the moment well firstly I, uh, healthcare professionals should be trying to pressure anyone into yeah. a particular way of going um I think they need to make sure the options are all available and you know we have some brilliant people who are doing that sad we have we have more people who are not pushing it enough than we have people that are kind of pushing prep uh too much but i think the crucial thing is about what works for you um i find it really hard to take prep it makes me have a dicky tummy quite frankly and it has all the effects of prep because i don't want to have sex so they, it puts me off the um, <laughs> any risk of hiv transmission but um it's not it doesn't really work for me and knowing that's coming it always feels like well this is not a thing i really want to do but that that's just a personal 
experience of it. And everyone's got to go about um, their lives the way that works for them, right? And it's about knowing that it's an option and having it there. And sometimes, you know, you trial different ways of using it. And some people take it every day. Some people have event-based. Some people will ultimately only use PEP as a post-exposure uh, option, uh, which I think you should try and use as sparingly as possible. Um, but ultimately, PrEP is a drug that you're putting in you that does have impacts and it can impact on people's liver and whatever. So it's one of those things that should be taken advisedly, um, but there should be no judgment in doing it and no pressure either way. But crucially, it's the best care secret of mainly older gay men in this country. The younger you are in the community, the less likely you are to know about PrEP. And outside of the queer community, almost non-existent. I imagine more lesbians know about PrEP because of the kind of queer community element than straight women will know about it, for example. And so we've got to break that barrier and make sure everyone knows about all of their options and use them appropriately. PrEP is available uh, to everybody who um, broadly perceives themselves to be at risk of HIV transmission. Um, The rules are a little bit annoyingly more stringent than that, although they're currently being rewritten and they will say that very very soon so that's really important but we know with lots of these things changing the rules but keeping them only in the same settings doesn't amount to very much so if you have to go to a sexual health clinic to get prep that is only really optimized for gay men we've got to get it in pharmacies uh, we've got to get it in um, in gp surgeries particularly for women particularly for women of color and as well as for people who live in rural areas uh, the hot gay farmers need their prep too and um, <laughs> and if you expected to drive hundreds of miles to a, a sexual health clinic is not good for them but uh, we need it in more places it's got to be super accessible um yeah and my second question is for Harry. Harry's name, yes. Um, so there was a in the first half something was brought up, and I was like, I wanted to just go into more detail um, if you're comfortable, and it doesn't spoil your book because I've just realised this is probably part of it. Is about uh, trans men going into gay male areas because obviously like not obviously that is literally his book i know literally (laughs) as soon as i had please rip off your own ip on this podcast (laughs) i don't know i was just very interested it's like if you don't mind sharing a little bit about their experience um because i kind of find that experience very intimidating so i can only imagine what it'd be like for trans men to go into that situation yeah i think um and the the book of course speaks to lots of this and it started for me uh like coming out and realizing that I was gay um, and then going on to Grindr and going into gay bars and then eventually, you know, like saunas and sex on premises spaces as well. And yeah, of course, it's really intimidating. Um, but I think affirming in equal measure and not all experiences will be the same. Like I every time I go into a gay bar, if I know that it's really you know trans inclusive, I'll be a little bit more comfortable. But that doesn't mean that every time I go there, there'll be the same people in the room. And so it's always going to be like that. I think there's kind of a sense that I'm always slightly on guard. Um, and there's a piece in the book, especially about this idea of coming out on the dance floor, which, um, you know, if I'm having a dance with someone and then they're kind of like, oh, you know, do you want to go back? It's like, well, when is the appropriate time for me to tell them that I'm trans? Is it before we start kissing? Is it like mid makeout? Is it when they're on the way back to mine? Is it just before we have sex? Like, what, This idea of we're in a space that is designed so we don't have to come out and yet we do. Um, so there's an additional layer to that as well. And there's all kinds of complexities and nuances and different experiences. But I think there are additional, additional layers that are really interesting to explore as well um, by the book. 
<laughs> They're all sold out. There's no more copies left here. Oh, it's out on Thursday. I love that. Available in all good bookstores book yes. and a number of disreputable ones as well, I imagine. <laughs> I hope so. I did, I, obviously in the book, and obviously we'll just mention this very quickly, I, I did really laugh uh, uh, the situation where you met that lovely guy in the RVT and then you're in the cab and you turn to look at him and he's just falling asleep in the back of the oh God, taxi. God, it happens so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. like, oh, this is like your night. And then you turn around and he's just like snoring kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, with, with that experience, it was like my first gay boy night out uh, at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. And I was kind of debating in my head about when, when the best time to come out is. And I was getting really panicked. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know. And then he was like, oh yeah, I know already. I follow you on Twitter. So I kind of, I think... <laughs> It kind of speaks to this experience of like contemporary gay culture, uh, which I think is really uh, funny as well. So, <laughs> brilliant. Any more questions? Come Any on. more questions? Come on, there must be one. Don't be shy. No more. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for your contributions this evening. It's been absolutely amazing. Can I ask one really quickly to yes. the other panel members? If you could go back and meet your younger queer self and tell them about the sex you're going to have and give them some advice, what would that be? (laughs) I think I would say stop trying to force it if it doesn't feel right. And I think come out sooner and um, try and find some queer elders, which is really hard in Essex. Thank God I live here. Um, (laughs) So I think I'd say, yeah, come out sooner. And if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Don't force yourself. I could say that because I've been having sex since I was very young, to not being like hooking up with older men or people that can use, you know, if you are like 14 or 15 and you are and someone is 20 or more, you are under a risk, you know, and, and, and that people are abusing of the age because even though you are immature, even you say, yes, I want to do it, you are immature. You are not enough mature to just... If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, yes, that's fine, but not hooking up on Grindr because there is a lot of young people that are using the apps, even though if they are under uh, they are underage, they are using the apps and, and it's dangerous. So I think it's something that should be talked about. You know, the, the minors on the Grinder and all of the hooking up apps that's really and the older ones for that reason i'm banned from grinder but (laughs) well basically i'm banned from grinder because i was really bored and i was like well i want to do some social service and i i put on my on my profile i was 16 and i was speaking with a male he he sent me a couple of dick pics and yeah basically that other one i said i was going to the police and he said well tell me what they said Oh, and, and then they bought my account. But yes, they, they're better. <laughs> so don't falsify your age on Grindr because you will get banned. This, this will happen. But no, I, I think, you know, you're right. It's, it's um, there's a, the responsibility. It's, it's like, you know, do things at the age you're comfortable to do things. I think there's, we feel a lot of pressure yeah. when we're younger and expectations to live up to or, you know, who, I mean, my, I, what, to answer your question, I think I would be, and something I'm still trying to do generally in life is be less in my head, be more kind of in the moment, enjoy the experience because I think I'm a, I'm an overthinker. So sometimes <laughs> he's laughing, but I am. And it, so sometimes that can, 
get in the way of real intimacy and really enjoying the moment not just sex any moment in life so i think for me it's about kind of just trying to be more present and just really enjoy the experience and let go of expectations of what something should be you know i kind of believed when i was younger that sex was a certain way and if you didn't have sex in a certain way i like you mentioned earlier everyone should have anal sex or everyone should be you know intimacy is so many different levels and you can get experiences and pleasure from different things so do you i think go with go with what you feel that would be my would be my thing definitely yeah i would think i would say probably two things uh the first thing is that you know anything is possible i think when i was told when i was young when i came out as trans the first worry was well who's gonna love you who's gonna want to possibly be with you if you're like this and that would kind of was strange to me because i never really felt like i was going to being a lovable person so I think the first thing is is that that you know you can be anything and whatever that, that, that you want to do but the second thing I would probably say to myself is find the clitoris sooner because it feels really fucking good <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would say amazing I love that <laughs> amazing so we don't have any more questions are we sure what about you Richard what would you say to oh, yourself yeah, sorry yeah essentially don't aspire for a heteronormative uh, gay experience. And I think as a younger person, I uh, really hope that essentially I could do all the things that straight people do and just be gay about doing it. And then I realised that was shit. The best <laughs> thing about being gay is you get to write your own rules. Yeah. As long as it's consensual, like you get to try new things, do different things and explore different things. And that. Uh, releasing yourself of that burden that there's an expected way to be in a relationship. Um, not least when you see so many bad ones about, they're just like, no, we're going to try it our way and, and do it our way and, and just be really open to having that conversation about what you might want or expect and what your partner might want or expect and what, where that might go together and that relationships are a journey, not a status. Mm, absolutely. And I think trying new things, like we mentioned saunas, we mentioned hookups, cruising, whatever... If you want to do something, it's liberating. Do it. And if as long as you're having fun and you're not in danger, have fun. Yeah, I think that's really important. Thank you all so, so much. Thank, Thank you. Can everyone give my guest a massive round of applause? <laughs> for being Buy Harry's so book open. and book Billy's show. I, yeah, Harry's, Harry's book, I believe, is, is sold out here now. But where, where can they find it, Harry? Oh. <laughs> I was ready to have the rest of my gen um, yeah so it's out on Thursday a trans walks into a gay bar you can find it online but please do try and support indie bookshops as much as possible um, Kemptown Books will probably have it in again and if you're not from Brighton then uh, Queer Lit and Gaze the Word and wherever yeah, yeah just... and also the fe- I think the Feminist Bookshop in Brighton as great. well probably will yeah. have copies which is independent bookshops so they're really great and go and see Billy's show this weekend Prince yes it's, uh, it's out on Friday there's uh, I believe a few tickets left for the Friday and Saturday but the Sunday there's tickets left so come along and see the show it should be fun amazing so big round of applause for Billy Golds Richard Angel Harry Nicholas and Yorel Benitez Borrego and can we get an applause for the amazing star in here? <laughs> Woo! Thank you. Thank you all so much for coming. I really appreciate it. I really hope you enjoyed the show. A big thank you once again to all my guests. Please share the podcast, give it a five-star review if you'd like, and leave any comments you may have. 
You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for all the latest updates on Queer I Am, the podcast. Also, check out my website, www.fluiactually.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.